Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news. I am Glenn ZB, and we're looking back at Tuesday. Uh, really, this um, podcast today is all about Marcus nearly burning down the studio. Um, and I also, the, I was also sent some some audio from him wanting to know what's happened to KFC's potato and gravy, which I wanted to put in as well. But there is some other stuff that we have, probably have to get through first. Uh, so, for example, uh, the rate of smash and grabs around the country doesn't seem to be fading. Uh, NASA's, you know, thing that they flew into an asteroid to try and send it off course. We'll, we'll talk about that. And uh, James will talk about his love of a show called Tipping Point. But before any of that, uh, is it all right for police to file false stolen car reports just so they can track people? The one time I've been in trouble with them, it was quite rightly so. And even then, they were very decent. So I know that the men and women who make up our police service are only human and they are not perfect and they can make mistakes. I get that. But that's by the by. I'm all for them having whatever they need to do their jobs properly. Under this current regime, they're trying to fight crime and criminals with one hand tied behind their back. Give them the tools they need to do their job properly and they won't have to resort to subterfuge to get the information they need. Did you like me, think that this would just be a matter of course. If they wanted access to the CCTV data network, they should have it. They're trying to help us, for heaven's sake. They're not doing it for personal gain. It's to protect the community. How these men and women can get up every morning and do an incredibly tough job in this current climate is beyond me. Every single thing they do is scrutinised and criticised. Leave them be. I'm team police. Absolutely. Wow, okay. Um, yep, so the host before her, Mike Hosking, he was happy for the police to just keep on lying and here he's happy for them to keep on lying and making false reports. To Wow, that's everybody's just happy for that to happen. The police not to follow their own rules. Oh, um, it doesn't seem to have helped them uh, stop the rate of smash and grabs, though, does it? This kind of behaviour. I think we'd feel better about promoting New Zealand if and when the government had actually addressed all the pressing issues really upsetting New Zealanders right now, like the upsurge in violent crime the emergency housing, the poverty, the inflation, kids not turning up to school. But if at home is a mess, there's a fierce labour shortage where many you know, places still don't even have enough staff to open their doors and then others who do are being ram-raided or smashed into, then what does that say about priorities? You know, it's hard to know when serious stuff like this might be taken seriously. I feel like we've all been banging on about it forever. I don't know how many editorials I've written on this. I don't know how many opposition politicians have raised concerns and how many retailers have begged the government to take notice, but it feels like crickets are chirping. And all the while, smash and grabs continue, offenders remain emboldened, police remain on the back foot, and innocent bystanders run a real risk of injury or worse. I mean, it should not be scary or dangerous to go into a mall with your family at the weekend. It shouldn't be dangerous for retailers to go to work. And yet... Here we still are. I'm hearing a lot of complaints about, you know, the 
uh, the ram raids, the smash and grabs. Not a lot of solutions proposed. I, you know, I'm hearing about people wanting something to be done. I think the, the main solution is locking people up forever, uh, which is, you know, that's an effective solution for sure. Um, and maybe we could just get the police to lie about the people and it won't really matter whether they did it or not. And then we'll lock them up forever. Um, of course, there's always my suggestion, which is to never, ever, ever have children, and that'll fix it as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of good ideas out there, I suppose, actually, now that, that I reflect on things. Um, meanwhile, all this is going on. NASA's flying rockets into space to crash them into asteroids. I'm sure there's a reason? Oh, yes, that's right, to save the world if an asteroid's heading towards us. Quite a good reason. Did they blow it up or just nudge it? Uh, the idea is not to blow it up. The idea is just to nudge it gently out of the way so that if there was one that was actually headed towards the Earth and we had enough warning, uh, we'd be able to push it a little bit out of the way and that would build up over time and it would whiz past rather than slamming into it. And so did this one get nudged enough? Uh, this one was never heading for the Earth. We should be clear about that. Um, <laughs> and it only, got nudged, it only got nudged by a little bit. If you were doing it for real, you'd probably want a um, bigger spacecraft. But Part of the thing is, is we don't know whether these two things hit like two snowballs or two piles of sand or, or two billiard balls. And because so it's in space, of, Richard, right? We don't know how it works up there. And we also don't know what asteroids are made of. They're some of the most mm. mysterious things in the solar system. And so this is the chance to, um, to, to see what would happen. And, you know, you wouldn't want to be trying, you know, if you found a, something that was on its way to the Earth, you wouldn't want to have to figure this out afterwards. So it didn't work very well in that movie on Netflix, did it? The idea is not to be that movie. No. Um, I'm enjoying that mental image that the defence of the planet is based upon post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic um, movies and, and using them as a sort of a what not to do. I like that idea. Um we're going to uh, finish up here, uh, as promised, uh, with uh, Marcus Lush trying to burn down his studio. But before that, uh, well, speaking of things that you watch on television, uh, it turns out that James Daniels uh, watches, uh, there's a game show called Tipping Point. Um, it's one of those things, I don't understand how this works. Every time, I, I don't watch network television anymore, obviously. It's, it's only stuff that I actually want to watch that I watch. Um, why anybody would, I don't fully understand. But anyway, people do. And sometimes I see those TVs on, much like Simon uh, Barnett said at the beginning of this piece of audio. And, and if it's not The Chase, is it The Chase or The Chaser? I can never remember. If it's not that, it's this program, The Tipping Point. And James loves it. I love the, the, the format, you know, first of all, it's a contest between uh, people and then it, uh, eventually gets narrowed down to one person. But the questions, I always love question-answer things, you know, like I do quiz nights and stuff. Um, and then the, the drama as to whether the, the coin pusher reaches the tipping point. <laughs> That's the main thing he says. <laughs> I fa this is what he said, and I'm quoting all that fluff he just mentioned as an aside. He said, I find it therapeutic, Simon, yep. when the little tokens fall over the edge. Cathartic is the word that I'm I like, use. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got to talk about this. So I, 
I put a button down to speak to our producer, Tyler. I say, Tyler, can you write, make a note for next week to discuss Tipping Point? James watches that, and then Tyler goes, I love that show. I love that show. I said, what do you like about it? He says, I love watching the tokens drop over the end. <laughs> I, by now, I'm beside myself, folks. Clearly, I'm the no, only... No, you're, on, you're, uh, you're on your own. Clearly, you're by yourself. I'm the only educated person here. I'm like, what? The big boss of NZME, of all the radio stations, Jason Winston, he's currently in uh, Vegas at the moment for a conference. We Zoom him this morning. He says, well, we always have a meeting about what we're going to talk about. I say, we're going to talk about Tipping Point at 3 o'clock, expecting him to bag me. And he goes, I love Tipping Point. <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't think it's going to be an asteroid that gets us in the end. I think we'll just become so dumbed down that we'll forget to breathe. Uh, we're going to finish up here, or Marcus will just burn the place down. I just had a very eventful news break because I um, I plugged in the coffee machine, right? You know, you got one of those sachets. What are they called? You put like a a circular capsule of coffee in the machine, not like a Nespresso, but a kind of a budget kind of version that we've got down here. Don't know if it's ever used. I just didn't have my regular coffee, so I'll have one of those. So plugged in the coffee maker it's got like a circular pod that goes in it which is fine but there's a socket with two items plugged into it and I turned on the wrong one I turned on a some sort of a Breville sandwich maker that had a lot of cheese in it that someone had left so there was a great deal of smoke produced by it as this cheese burned oh jeepers creepers I've set off the sprinklers so anyway then Jennifer Rush started singing, so I've come running back to the studio. So, hope it doesn't burn down or trigger anything. Anyway. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite as dramatic as what I thought it was going to be. I don't think you can burn a building down by melting too much cheese, generally. Um, it, it's a fine line with the sandwich. I mean, this is my specialty area, basically. And you want your cheese melted enough, but you don't want it so liquid that it all runs out of your sandwich and all over the sandwich maker. It's unforgivable not wiping out the toaster sandwich maker, though. What is it about work kitchens that people think that the rules that you use at home don't apply at work? I just, it's, I reckon you could do a whole study on it. The psychological decision that people or switch in their heads that, oh, it's just work, so we don't have to behave like a civilised human being. We can just pick the place up. When you see the rubbish bins here, I mean, in this studio, we have wire paper, waste paper bins for paper. But like they are wire at the sides, and yet people put tea bags in them. I mean, what's going on? What's wrong with people? Why don't they behave like human beings at work? Or do they not behave like human beings at home? I don't know what's happening. I'm Glenn ZB. That was my rant. I'll see you back here again for more ranting tomorrow.